Learn about the Boys and Girls Club of Metro West right now on the next On Air with Myra O'Connell. Hello and welcome to On Air with Myra O'Connell. I'm Howard Kaplan. This on-air podcast features attorneys from Myrick O'Connell, a full-service law firm with offices in Worcester, Westboro, and Boston. In today's episode, we're highlighting Myrick O'Connell's commitment to the community and showcasing the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro West, who it helps, the services it provides, and how it's reacting to the COVID pandemic. Today, we are joined by Myrick O'Connell attorney and board chair of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro West, Patricia Davidson, and Chris Duane the president and chief executive officer of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro West. Chris and Trish, welcome to On Air with Myrick O'Connell. Well, thank you, Howard. It's good to be here today. It sure is. We appreciate the chance to highlight the clubs. Thanks so much. And so I just want to start off with you, Chris. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro West, what it is, who you serve, and what your priorities are for the organization? Okay, so I'll first start off, Howard, that that I could go on for 45 minutes on this, but um, so cut me off at any point in time. Um, But, you know, I've been with this organization for over 25 years, and the reason I've stayed with this organization is because of its mission. And Boys and Girls Club is, we're part of a national organization, Boys and Girls Clubs of America, and Overall, what our mission is, is to inspire kids, especially those who need us the most, um, to not only succeed, but to also become productive members within their communities. You know, this organization has been in Metro West starting in Marlboro for over 75 years. And, you know, we're in Marlboro, Framingham and Hudson, and we've got three different clubs and, you know, kind of talking about what we do Prior to pre-pandemic, should I say, um, we are, you know, serving the kids that need us the most, giving them an opportunity to succeed, and it's doing it during after school and evening hours. You know, kids are in school all day, and we can't expect the schools to take care of everything. So Boys and Girls Club is there for kids to come to every day after school. And then for teenagers at night, and it's an annual membership of $25. So kids can come to us for $25 a year, every day after school. And, you know, why is that important? Because we talk about serving the kids that need us the most. And when it's a $25 annual membership fee, that removes completely the financial barrier. When those kids walk through the door, it's an equal opportunity for all. And when we say the kids that need us the most, we're talking about kids that may come from, you know, families where English is a second language. They may come from families, foster care. Um, Some of them are coming from homeless shelters. But when they walk through our door, it's an equal playing field for all. It can be affluent families or foster care, homeless shelter, anything in between. And what we do after school, it's really, you know, there's a difference between childcare, but we work on the academics with the kids. We work on making sure that they are up to date on schoolwork. We give them opportunities to participate in the arts, whether it's digital arts, performing arts, creative arts. You know, it's an opportunity to get involved with technology, computers, 
Sports and fitness is huge every day after school and the social recreation, social development. It's giving the kids an opportunity to participate in all of this. Howard, I've been a board member for a very long time. I don't even know how long it's been so long. And needless to say, I'm enchanted and moved and inspired by the kids. But I'm also a lawyer, which means that I like causes and effect and like to see impacts. And one of the things that is so amazing about the Boys and Girls Clubs is that it works. It launches these kids. It gives them an opportunity to succeed. Our kids are far more likely to graduate from high school and go on to some sort of secondary, post-secondary education. And as a result, they're far less likely to get involved in behaviors that are harmful, drugs or unwanted pregnancy or the criminal justice system. So it's an investment. And I keep coming back because I see the results of that investment. And that's why I'm always so delighted to try to introduce more people to the clubs, because it works. And it's a program that is tried and true and is really needed, particularly today in our society. That was Trish Davidson, the chair of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro West here in Massachusetts. Chris Duane, the president and CEO of the clubs, how do you view the role of the board? My view of the role of the board, first and foremost priority, would be certainly oversight, and it's oversight of the financials for the organization and ensuring that it's going to be viable moving forward, that it's a safe on the operations side, that it's financially secure. Um, so it's definitely that oversight piece. But the other, which is so key with board of directors and, and people that are with us, is to make sure that, that we're going to be viable for a long time to come. And it really is having board members that are engaged, involved and engaged with who we are, what we are, what we're trying to accomplish, and how are we going to get there. And I think, Trish, you can certainly chime in, but I think that's part of why Trish has been involved for so long is because of that commitment. Well, and the board is only as good as the senior staff. You know, we pop in and out a few times a month to check up on things, but it's really leaders like Chris. And as she said, she's been part of the organization for over 20-something years. And that continuity and commitment ensures the strength of our programming. Uh, we are one of the strongest clubs in, in Massachusetts, and dare I say, throughout the country, uh, because we've been blessed with a leadership team that really believes in the mission and and gives it all. And we have a few chuckles, uh, too, you know, the camaraderie of working together and rallying around these kids is inspiring and energizing. And particularly in this crazy world that we live in, certainly over the last year, to see the material impacts on kids' lives. Uh, so many of our kids, when you ask them, you know, what's the most important thing about coming to the club? And they'll say, oh, the counselors, oh, the instructors, oh, seeing my friends, oh, the programs. And then there's often that group of kids that will say, hey, you know, the club saved my life. When you have teenagers and older kids reflecting back on what the clubs meant to them and the impact it had on their lives, that's powerful stuff. And it, it's intoxicating, and it's why I keep 
uh, coming back and want to continue to do more. Chris, how have the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro West adjusted and adapted during this time of pandemic? <laughs> I think as the rest of the world has adapted and adjusted through this pandemic. Back in March, when all of this took place, and we did it from the board level to the staff level, we kind of looked at each other and said, now what? And uh, <laughs> you know, you Chris know, figured it out. She figured right. it out. Yes, she did. Where do we go from here? That was the big piece that we needed to look at from the board level, staff level, and everywhere in between. The priorities remain the same, and it was, okay, how do we best serve the kids that need us the most that we know need to be either somewhere else than home or in a program that's that's helping them develop? And so we did. We adjusted along the way. We adjusted during summer camp. You know, we may serve a lot less kids than we normally would pre-pandemic, but we are serving the, the kids now with a very high quality program, ensuring that they have a safe environment. You know, we have had no breakouts within our programs that we have been running since last June. We've had outside indications that, that kids have been exposed, but not in the programs. And so we did do a summer program, less kids, but a very high quality. And our priority during the summer was preventing summer learning loss. And then when school started, it was, now what? And this remote learning, because kids were going to have to be home. When I look at, and if I use Framingham as one of our examples, there was an article that was published in the Metro West Daily News back in July talking about Framingham and the disparities in healthcare access and how that complicates the treatment of um, COVID. And part of what they were saying is outside of long-term care facilities, the majority of people that were contracting the virus were people that did not speak English or that were of lower wage, essential workers. And those are people that work in retail, restaurant, construction, cleaning crews, and things like that. And when they don't work, they don't get paid. So you have this remote learning concept. And most of the kids that we serve are coming from families like this. So they can't be home. There's no one home with them. So what did we do? We opened up as remote learning sites in all three communities. So it's really, I, I think with everybody else, we've adjusted, we've adapted, and we're still serving youth as best we can, particularly those that, you know, I, I keep saying the ones that need us the most. Trish and Chris, what are the greatest needs during this time, would you, th would you say, for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro West? Well, we're always looking to expand our resources. The programming is robust, but we can always do more. We can always come up with more innovative programming. We always need to make investment in our capital buildings. We're in three different locations, and that's three different levels of, of maintenance and construction that we need to keep the clubs safe and in proper places for the kids to be. Uh, we always are looking to support our staff. It's extraordinary the longevity of so many members of the staff and members of the board, I dare say. Once people get involved, they tend to stick around, and that's a testament to the integrity of our organization and, and how well run it is and, and the mission. But we're always looking to support these folks. It's no secret that folks in social services 
uh, are not compensated anywhere near what they deserve. So those resources allow us to continue to invest in our people in, in training and in supporting them so that they can continue to provide the frontline service to, to all of our kids. What else do we need, Chris? Well, I, I think you hit it right on the nail on the head there. I think that funding is always our top priority. We look at it kind of as the funding and then also partnership development. And it just reminded me, which I probably should have mentioned before when you were asking, you know, what is the role of a board member? Funding opportunities, this ties into it. And, you know, Trish, we had an opportunity uh, probably four years ago, and it was a capital opportunity with a foundation that's out of New York City. But they did sort of support some things in the Boston area. So how would we make a connection there? We had no idea. How do you do it? We had no idea. But there was a trustee on that foundation board that was an attorney in Boston. So we reached out to Trish and we said, hey, Trish, can you try to open this door attorney to attorney? And of course, Trish said, sure. She opened that door and four years later, we're still receiving capital funds at a high level from this foundation. And that's another role of the board. But what do you see as greatest needs moving forward is opening doors to funding opportunities. Well, like everything else in life, it's about relationships and it's about making the connections with like-minded folks, like-minded organizations, including foundations and private businesses who are interested in making that investment, interested in aligning themselves with an organization that really does good in the world, does good for the next generation of kids. And, you know, we're all delighted to try to make those connections. And of course, are always looking to make more connections. And there are a lot of nonprofits out there, a lot of very worthy organizations who are looking for people power and financial support. But the Boys and Girls Club is really a sure bet because of our track record of helping kids, the statistical evidence of how our kids do better getting launched in life, and the anecdotal evidence of when the kids themselves talk about what the coming to the clubs means to them, what parents tell us about how relieved they are that their kids have a safe place to go, in, particularly in those critical hours after school where kids are more likely to get into mischief. And Chris and Trish, uh, I have uh, heard of folks who were members as kids, who went to the clubs as kids, and now work for the, the clubs. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. You know, we have kids that grow up, come through the club, and um, then they come back and they work for us part-time. And a lot of them are first generation going off to college. So they work part-time when they're in high school. They work part-time while they're in college with us. And we've actually had a few that have come back and are on staff full-time. Hmm. But I think one of our greatest successes, which, you know, for someone who's been here so long, I can't think of a greater success, but we now have on our board an individual who grew up in the club, came back and worked part-time in the club, went off to college, and is now a very um, successful individual in the community. And he's now on our board. He's a banker. Uh, He's a banker. And he's on our board and he's looking to really make a difference. And And he's Chris's boss. So so there. I think (laughs) in in, in terms of 
he's one of those kids that I probably said, find something to do. <laughs> and he is now my boss. So I have to be a little careful there. Hey, hey, Chris, but what's it like for you? I mean, you've been doing this for almost th- three decades now. When you have kids come back as adults and tell you what being a club member meant to them and means to them. It's actually amazing. And a lot of times it'll bring tears to your eyes just to hear because you know their backgrounds and you know where they came from. And you know that you gave them a little bit of that hope and that ability to succeed. So it's an amazing concept. And we've had so many of them in all three clubs that just have come back and have credited the club with where they are today. So here is the big question. How can people get involved in this wonderful organization? From my standpoint, from our standpoint, and again, post-pandemic, there's a few ways that people can get involved. And of course, the first one I will always put out there is that people can financially support and get involved with the club. Individuals can get their companies to financially support and get involved with the club. After the pandemic, post-pandemic, hopefully we'll be back to being able to have small groups and individuals come in and help, whether it's helping spruce up a, a room or space for the kids to use, or it's working, volunteering with the kids. But that's hopefully post-pandemic. And then finally, from our standpoint, if someone is really invested and really wants to get involved, then you know a three-year commitment, board of directors, subcommittees, our operations committee, our finance committee, our resource development committee, there's many ways for people to get involved and help us move this organization in the uh, positive direction. We welcome so many folks to come in and join us. Uh, It's extraordinarily rewarding work. We have a few giggles along the way, too, because so many of us have worked so long together. But we have that common commitment uh, to the kids, and we see the results. And in this crazy world with so many challenging issues out there, particularly for folks who might be on the fringes and living in communities who have traditionally been marginalized. Uh, As Chris says, the clubs is a great equalizer. And by giving kids an opportunity to learn in a safe space with adults who help them make positive decisions, uh, I'm always so impressed by the work with our teens. Well, why don't you talk a little bit about that, Chris? What are some of the programs specifically geared towards young adults? Young adults are teenagers, uh, and you know that's a tough age, but if we can keep our teens coming to the club, then we're having some good success. But some of the programs, you know, what we try to do is get our kids involved, and we've got a, a leadership program, and that's a formalized leadership program where they vote for president, vice president, treasurer, and secretary. And it's a leadership club within each organization where they do club service, they get involved in community service. They help with a little bit of fundraising. They do mentoring for the younger kids. So they're really looked at as positive role models within the club. The other thing that we do is we do a lot of uh, prevention education with our teens. We have to make it fun. We have to have it very engaging. And uh, it's certainly not like school, but it's a lot of prevention education when it comes to substance use, 
when it comes to pregnancy prevention. We have a lot of guests that come in and do some interactive stuff with the kids. We go after grants that are going to support having other groups come in and work with our kids. Because the other thing we know is that we are not the sole solution. Partnership development and having others help us out and be part of the solution is the way to go. But it's a lot of prevention education programs, and we do that at night. And then the other thing is making sure that they are positively engaged in social activities. Social activities out on the streets is not going to work. Social activities in Boys and Girls Club, whether it's a basketball league, whether it's dinner and a movie night, where they are supported by adults and making sure that everything is kept in a positive social environment. As the chief of police in Marlboro came to us one night and was engaging with the kids. And he says, boy, I'd much rather see him here than out on the streets. But yeah, there's a lot of national programs that we provide, and they're all focused on the the prevention education. Workforce development is another one that's huge so that we can give them the soft skills to be able to go out into the world and work and how to show up on time and how to dress appropriately and how to call out if they're going to be sick. Some of the basic soft skills that a lot of kids today are, are lacking. We've been talking with Chris Duane, the CEO and president of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro West here in Massachusetts, and the board chair of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro West in Massachusetts, Trish Davidson, who is also a partner at the firm of Myrick O'Connell. And we've really had the pleasure today of talking with both of these fine and wonderful people about this fine and wonderful organization. Chris, if folks want to uh, get in touch with you about giving back, participating in the Boys and Girls Clubs of Metro West, how can they do that? They can certainly call the club directly, which is 508-485-4912. They can check out our website at www.bgcmetrowest.org. And certainly reach out. My email is on the website, so they can certainly reach out to me directly. Love to talk with them. Chris Duane, Trish Davidson, thanks so much for joining us. I'm Howard Kaplan. You've been listening to On Air with Myrick O'Connell. Thanks for joining us. Take care and stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Myrick O'Connell. It is intended to inform you of developments in the law and to provide information of general interest. It is not intended to constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. This podcast may be considered advertising under the rules of the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court. Mm -hmm.